Hi fans, I'm Jamin Jolliffe. This is Bo Fomor and you're listening to the Titans Fan Zone Podcast. The fans, the fans in the freaking stadium. Let's go. Let's go. Welcome back to the new Titans Fan Zone uh, podcast, where this is a podcast dedicated towards the Gold Coast Titans, uh, all cl- all matters of uh, sport, netball, uh, NRLW, and NRL. And today I am joined by a current staff and member. Uh, what would be your title? Uh, but uh, we'll talk about this in a sec. <laughs> but here he is uh, Adam Barry, who's also a major fan of the game as well welcome adam how are you thank you oh well brendan thanks for uh, thanks for having us no nah, mate it's a it's an absolute pleasure um so let's just first of all uh introduce you a little bit to our listeners and what you do at the club yep so effectively you're pretty close i'm the membership and ticketing manager mm-hmm. uh, at the titans um another part of my role that the title doesn't really encapsulate is just an involvement with netball as the operations manager as well so awesome that's sort of been kept me on my toes the last year and a half with something entirely different um to what we've been doing the previous eight years so um, but obviously the main focus is on growing the club membership and ticketing. Yeah. Uh, well, let, let's, let's sort of stick on that for a little bit. Um, the netball, like, I believe has been a genius move by the club, um, to sort of bring more sort of these sporting, um, clubs or sporting codes into the one club. Um, how has the initial, uh, netball over the past sort of that couple of years, been well has it been well received or or like how how has it been going for the club yeah i think it's been um it's been good it's a bit of a long play um by the club obviously it's no real secret the objective is to eventually try to get into the suncorp super netball so the national league um and we're obviously in the the effectively the top tier in queensland the state league uh and obviously it's underpinning division two as well so that's the sapphire and ruby um series comps um, so we want to obviously prove ourselves that we can, you know, create interest in our local market in the sport and uh, obviously demonstrate that there is interest there and that, that when the expansion does happen in that competition, that we're a viable option to be considered. So it's been um, going really well. We had a the biggest crowd we've had um, on Saturday. Uh, yeah. Last year, we, we sold the last game out last year, but we had to cap it at um, 12.50 just to be safe. When it's general admission, you, you have to be careful with the crowd but we've re- we've learned that with the venue we can actually release a little bit more so we actually had um 13 25 was the the final issued number yeah um, wow. doesn't sound like a lot but it's uh when you've got an indoor venue that's actually pretty reasonable especially for a state league level so yeah we're really happy with that i've been through a 13 25 crowd at cbus so oh, really? yeah, yeah, yeah. Gold Coast I mean, United. Yeah, it was actually. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Clive. Yeah, I know. I think I think there was a small little batch of us, and I I remember getting free tickets to it, which is one of the yeah. only reasons I went along. Um, but <laughs> yeah, uh, no, that's that's really good. So yeah, it, a long game, um, but I noticed yeah we had a really good win on the weekend for yeah. Sapphires. Um, so we the did. Sapphires is a tier above Ruby for our listeners, correct? Correct. So effectively, yeah. Sapphire is like your um, host plus cup uh, in, yep. in rugby league. Um, there, there isn't really a reserve grade state league comp in rugby league that I'm aware of, but effectively that's kind of what Ruby is. It's, it's directly mm. below. So it's not like a regional comp. It is a state comp as well. And those players, um, when called up, we actually had two players out to get called up on the weekend um, due to unavailability with rep duties and things. So yeah. yeah, there's a direct pathway there from Ruby up to Sapphire. And below that, we've got Academy as well, mm. which we didn't have time to uh, do last year. But with the full off-season, we've managed to include that. So that's all the young kids then feeding in the bottom as well. Yeah, right. And you've got the sort of um, holiday programs for netball. Is that correct? Is that what I saw? Yeah, yeah. we do. Um, Temapara um, Bailey, our coach, who netball people will know, she's a legend of the game. Uh, she's the head coach of the Sapphire team and oversees the entire program she uh runs those um i'm not as directly involved in the, in the clinics that's um, sort of my colleague scott rollinson's uh, area yep. with, with temapara but yeah we run those on those school holidays and it's going to be june there's going to be a lot of those coming up actually yeah um opportunities for if you know mum and dad are looking for something for the kids to do um they're welcome to to get them in, along to those and they'll be really good clinics that we'll run um just like we did last year and they find that information on the titans uh, website 
Yeah, it'll be, uh, we'll come out through through um, emails. We do have a separate list because uh, what we don't want to do is bombard people who just want to know about rugby league yes. uh, with netball stuff. So there is a yeah. little bit of stuff you'll see, but we, we try as a general rule not to just assume that everyone wants to hear about that. So there's a separate list. Um, the best way to get in touch with that, we have a um, on the netball page on the website, there's like a mailing list you can join effectively called the Clubhouse. We do yeah. a similar thing in rugby league where you just get on the, the email list and hear all your, everything, every development, every update um, to do with netball, whether it's games, clinics, player signings, everything like that. So Amazing. Uh, that's the best way to keep in touch. Yep. And it's Hemapora Bailey, is that how you pronounce the name? Yeah, Sorry. I actually can't pronounce it probably with the, the Maori um, pronunciation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, I say Tempafara, and she she's yeah. very nice and accepts oh, that, yeah. so that's probably close enough. Well, yeah. Aussie accents, you know. Yeah, we just that's yeah. all you can blame at the moment. Yeah, uh, that's it's right. like it's like butchering uh, French, for example. We'll never get it yeah. right. Uh, but like, is she? Is that Erin Clark's mum? Yes. So yeah. I didn't know that until. Um, I got sort of brought in when the original project idea came to light at the very end of 2021. Um, so we only f- had the discussions in November 21 about it. And the mm. first thing, obviously, is who's going to be the coach. And um, Steve and, and Scott, they already knew that that Erin's uh, mum was Temapara and she was in New Zealand looking to come over. Yeah. Um, so they managed to get her, which was that's the most important signing of all, to be honest, because it gives you instant um, credibility. Really. It's kind of yeah. like if, if um, uh, you know, like Darren Lockyer or someone like that, a grade of the game um, signs up for it you know, to be a coach of a state league team. It's like, wow, you've got someone uh, a big profile straight away. Yeah, and 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 speaking of big profiles, we are getting um, a few big names, even particularly in the NRLW as well. So, yep. I mean, that seems to be another great signing uh, every week. That's sort of coming yeah. along for us. Um, it's, it's starting to sound like a big squad. Is it? Is it Niall Williams? Is it? Yeah. Again, I'm not uh, right across yeah. the pronunciation, but it's yeah. Niall Williams, I believe, yeah. um, Sonny Bill's uh, sister. Um, yeah. But she's a, she's an athlete in her own right, obviously. Oh, for rugby, yeah. Rugby sevens, yep. She played at the Olympics, I believe. Um, I'm not as as well um, acquainted with all their, their histories, but uh, I know that the players they're signing at the moment are, you know, Karen's very happy with the squad and she's done a really good job so far. So I, well, I think we'll, um, yeah. should be pretty competitive. Well, especially like, you know, you've re-signed Steph Hancock as well, who's yep. just also like a, an absolute legend of the game, you know. So we've got quite um, quite the team. And, you know, Vani Politi, Polite, um with Niall Williams, I mean, I know that she was, uh, Vani was really sort of keen to play uh, with Williams as well, considering that they're both Rugby mm. Sevens uh, Olympians, um, from what I understand. So, I mean, that's a huge boon um having sort of i guess like a lot of sort of shared experience between them both oh absolutely and it's um yeah as you say they know each other from the rugby sevens background and it's a mm. you know pretty much professional game already mm. uh at that level because as soon as you're olympic sport you get government funding and the like so yeah they bring over this professional um attitude which you need i think there's a bit of a transition uh again i'm no expert at the, in the nrlw but from what i've heard and understand it's still in that transitional phase it's not fully professional yet but it's moving that way um it's just so you're systems over, of processes yeah. isn't it yeah it's it's just some, yeah every time you sort of move into a new corporation or, or like job like i mean from, i'm talking my background there's always new systems and processes that you need to adopt and someone might bring something from another business or you know team or, or previous sort of place that they've worked and, and improve those sort of processes so all these sort of big signings have got to you know sort of build that culture and build that background and build that sort of front of house i think going forward so it's really exciting to sort of scenes and these signings that just keep popping up um each week is is giving me you know it's making me quite excited about the nrlw season ahead actually so yeah me yeah. too um like um in our department which is probably also as well as sorting out the the sound and stuff like he did before we started talking he's also the expert when it comes to uh nrlw and he, he seems to be very happy with the squad so far and i'll, I'll take that as mm. a pretty good guide because uh mm. yeah we, we didn't go as well as we'd hoped last year but i think karen's really reshaped the squad to you know sort of do what she wants them to do and achieve what they want them to achieve so i think it'll be a good season amazing and so if you want to become a member of the nrlw those memberships are open now is that correct or very soon i believe yeah we're still um because obviously we only got the draw just recently so that shapes the the different packages that we can release um i believe there's there's four games even that the titans are playing at cbus wow um my head was very much in a netball space the last couple of weeks so i sort of 
yeah, I heard that in passing, but um, we've been working on a few different options there, which we'll release um, very soon. But there's obviously um, a non-ticketed option for mm. people who are already full season members. You're already going to those games anyway. We have them included in your package, so you don't have to buy the ticketed option. You can just buy a non-ticketed to show your support of the team. There's also going to be ticketed options as well, which you, you know for people who aren't already members or full season members, so they can get to those games and support the NRLW team uh, at the games they're playing. But there's three double double headers. Um, as I understand it, NRL, NRLW. I'm not sure of the order yet, but they're going to be on the same day. And then there's also, um, after the NRL regular season finishes, there's going to be an NRLW match as well yeah. uh, at CBUS. So yeah. I think that's part of an NRLW doubleheader. So we'll obviously have that included as well. Well, it depends if we make the finals, right? And we get through first round of top four or whatnot, you know, we'll have a home game. Yeah, that's right, that mate. Into a double, mate. Yeah. We'll finish yeah. top six. We'll get a um, potentially yeah. a home final in the first week. The NRL might. That's probably what they're thinking, maybe. I don't know. Exactly, I mate. I think that's what they're playing. <laughs> so someone's seen the future, I think. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then the netball memberships also, is there some package um, for those that are sort of listening that are uh, NRL members? Yep. Uh, is there a thing with netball, uh, NRLW, and NRL together for the Titans? Um, not together, just because we—it's kind of like a mix and match. Some people might okay. want to get an NRL and then a um, netball. Some might just want to get the two women's sports. So we just try to keep them as separate options, so you can buy them. Mm. Um, but you're not sort of—you know—you're not sort of obliged to get all three. But there is a netball membership still available uh, if you're a. If you're not already a Titans member, um, I presume most people listening to the podcast probably are members, but if you're not already, you can buy a $30 membership, which gets you the remaining two games. So we've actually brought that down now that the first game's finished. That's yeah. an adult price. Uh, if you are already an NRL member, though, um, you can get it for $20. So you get both of the last two games uh, for $20. Um, the difference is if you're a non-Titans uh, NRL member, um, then you get included a, um, a GA ticket to go to an NRL game as well. So it's a way of trying to introduce the netball fan who's happy to support a netball team to also come along to watch us in the footy as well. Yeah. Um, conversely, if you're already a football member, you don't have to pay the extra to get a GA ticket. You probably don't need because you've already, you're already a member. Yeah. Uh, but that way you can come watch the netball as well for a bit of a cheaper price. There you go. See, like you yep. got to sign up, guys. Like, just sign up, become a member, right. support the club. I mean, Adam Barry will be happy. So, I mean, that's that's. Yeah. <laughs> I won't be the only happy one, Brendan. I think it's uh, <laughs> it's very it's very important everything we do because not only is it people in the stand supporting the Titans teams, which is the most important thing, mm. but also um, any income we have as membership obviously gets them reinvested in, in pathways and all sorts of yeah. things that we we do. You've noticed in the last few years, the owners have really invested heavily in um, those pathways and getting the young kids coming through now. And you're starting to see it. That yeah. all comes from the income that goes in. That's where it ends up um, because it, it ends up um, you know, working for the future of the club and getting stronger and stronger on the field, which unfortunately takes time. But uh, we are starting to see the, the, the sort of um, the way it's going that way. Well, there's also like this retrospective aspect. I mean, you look at Kiba Park and the acquisition that you've like sort of the, you've taken that pathway back into a lot which i thought was just madness that you know our keeper park um sort of uh, development was actually i think it was going to brisbane before i mean but that you know looking at that now it's actually coming towards us you look at mm -hmm. someone like thomas mckayley who was a keeper park uh, student originally is now an NRL member. I don't know if there was a connection between those and those pathways historically, but then um, e the current sort of crop that we've got coming through um, of Kiba Park sort of schoolboys. I mean, you've got Dave Fafita. He was Kiba yep. Park. Yeah. He uh, was Kiba Park. Yep. Yeah. Nud Nudger. Um, yep. So he, uh, Tanner, Tanner Boyd, for those of you who don't know. Um, yep. So yeah, he was Kiba Park. But then. Um, Marky Fodawaka as well. Yeah. Well, there you go. I did not yep. know that. And um, Thomas McKayley is another one. So. Yeah, yeah. So those, I know those three, McKayley, Fafita and, and Nudger all played together in that sort of yep. Australian schoolboys squad too. So, I mean, they're, you know, a really good sort of bunch and core, but that sort of pathway. But then, did um, did Lofi go to Keeper Park? Yeah, he did. He did, yeah. and also um, uh, even further back, um, Isaac Liu um, well, went go. through Keeper as well. Cleese Haas. Um, there's quite a few, and of Palm Beach is the other obvious big school on the coast yeah. as well. So, yeah, no, mate, you pretty much touched on um, something that used to, you know, internally when we're working in here. I, I was probably, you know, a bit too vocal for my own good sometimes, but uh, 
just uh, it used to frustrate me as well that you know we just couldn't seem to keep hold of these local talented players. But there was reasons for that. Obviously, the the club's ownership structure had to get sorted out. Um, yeah. You know, we couldn't sort of invest in things when the that wasn't even cleared up. Once that got cleared up, I think it was the end of 2017, uh, start of 2018. That's when the the Kelly and Frizzell families took over. You've noticed that there's been a lot of investment. Um, they put Mel on board to help out with setting those up. And, and a saying that he always likes to use, I've heard him say it a few times, is is buying back the farm. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, yes, we want to get tomorrow's juniors through those coast schools and clubs, but also he's, he's been getting back, uh, along with the, the other guys in the recruitment committee, a lot of players that we missed out on because of those historical mm. issues. So, like you just mentioned, you know, there's a number of them that they weren't here a few years ago. They are here now. They, they've, great, they've got an affiliation with the coast, so they want to play for the coast and represent the city. Um, so we're starting to actually get that that culture that we've been meaning to, to have for a long time now. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like I was originally a uh, Byron Bay Red Devils uh, player. Like I can't say I was any good. I think I was pretty rubbish, to be honest. Um, but I mean, a lot of those players, like even um, there was a, he was the captain of the uh, Redcliffe Dolphins for a while, Chris Farrell. Um, yep. came through through Byron Bay Red Devils um, my brother was actually a Jersey flag player for the Bulldogs this is going back oh, there you in go. 1998 so showing you sort of just even just two people that I know um, Nathan Cross whose wife used to actually I don't know if she's still part of the club um, uh, Crossy who actually yeah, got, she is, uh, yep. he, yeah he went to um, the Parramatta Eels uh, and yep. played for the reserve grade there I mean so those are sort of just a couple of things of how we were losing sort of talent oh, yeah. like you know this is obviously before the inception um, of the Titans in 2007 so or like prior to that actually but I mean you know our first games but that just shows you that there is a lot of sort of talent around um, looking at you know Brian Kelly coming from Ballina um, all that sort 100%. of north coast and all the way down and we, we lost him as well for a while didn't we yeah so, Manly yeah. yeah no exactly and um, you mentioned the Kibra before they were a West Tigers feeder club then they were Canterbury yeah. everyone was like well what Titans why don't you do something it's not as simple as that. It takes time to, to sort it out. And Steve and the guys have been really strategic in, in um, sort of working with those schools so they get the benefits as well as having a local NRL team. And yeah. they can see the benefits of aligning themselves with us rather than a team in Sydney, let's say. Um, you notice when the, the club started, you had David Mead and, and you know Kevin Gordon and Matt Schramer, a lot of good juniors. So they did try to do it. Unfortunately, there were financial issues and there was a period there where we were missing all those guys. Well, that's been rectified, and, and we're now getting the next crop coming through, which is really exciting. You know, you see the best Adam, players from PBC in that. Don't ever say financial issues and Michael Searle in the same sentence. I'm just joking. <laughs> oh, I didn't, I didn't say Michael's name. But yeah, I think there's, yeah, I won't go. There's a lot of historical yeah. issues there. Um, yeah. You've seen. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I like. Yeah, I mean, looking back historically, there was that moment that, you know, I remember it was all over the media that the players were at risk of not getting paid. I mean, so looking at from where we've come now to where we are as a club uh, today, uh, financially secure. You see, sort of like Frizzell and Kelly, uh, they're they're sort of steering the ship in the right direction has been very very positive, and I think it's all starting to reflect on that in on the park. Particularly this year, I think this year has been a real beacon, um, as we've noticed. Sort of, you know, we've had a sort of a few little hiccups over the past few weeks. Yeah, I was just going to say, um, don't get me wrong. Like, I agree. You know, there will be hiccups. So that's that's football. Um, Unfortunately, it doesn't go on a linear path. uh, These things, like, you're gonna, it's it's a win and loss game, and you're not always going to win every single week, and you're going to have some performances that are not uh, what you want. I was at the game um, at Suncorp. And obviously, for the third year in a row, sat there um, watching what felt like the same thing unfolding in front of me. So we all share you, you same frustration. But as you can see, like it's, the club's finding a way to bounce back, and hopefully, we can sort of continue that mm. and avoid those sort of performances more often. Mm. But sports, sport, isn't it? You know, you're not going to be winning all the time. Mate, that is a that is a super seamless segue because let, let's get on to uh, the NRL um, and last week's game. Yeah, the game against the Dolphins was a bit of a, a shock. And I know some people are like, look, we only lost by two points. Um, I think it was just a sort of a bit of a, a fear of that whole thing. Like, you know, it, it sort of happened to us similarly with the Broncos, although I didn't actually think we played that bad against the Broncos, considering, yeah. like, you know, they were running hot and, you know, they're number one on the ladder. We played 
pretty well um and i was pretty proud of what they've done obviously there was a couple of things where you could call like the football gods got in the way where it was like you know a charge down went the wrong way and you know uh you know someone i forget whose player it was uh jordan ricky's foot you know like re- deflected a, a thing and he ran down so those yeah, sort of two right. sort of pivotal moments i mean like they're very edge things that could have gone either way so i mean in terms of that performance then obviously going into the dolphins which was you know something but the way that we bounced back last week uh i think it has given them the confidence to understand that they they you know they deserve to win which i feel that there's um one thing sort of we were discussing i think last year was the introduction of kieran foreign this year um and not only that, there's a, there's this, this awesome pool of talent of young players that were in the club, but it was that whole thing of um, learning how to win, um, which was sort of be, started being ingrained. And I think uh, Tanner Boy towards the end of last year was sort of steering a lot of that as well and sort of giving us a little bit of hope. But I think that sort of gel and bonding that's happened this year with the introduction of, you know, Verrills or even Randall for that matter um, and a few other sort of players to sort of like, that you know add into that sort of crop has given us this notion and i could probably could speak for a lot of people in the club as well that we belong in the top eight um do you sort of feel that same thing at the club as well yeah i do um and i probably should premise like we're all footy fans as well in here so um my views aren't necessarily the views of the club but i'm happy (laughs) to talk it's just you know footy fans as we are yeah 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 Um, but no i do feel more confident now going into games, um, you know, that we're, we should be able to match it with anyone. Um, mm. Defensively was the obvious issue uh, last year, and that was probably the most alarming thing against the Dolphins, you know, at that point. Also, our defence didn't seem to statistically have improved, but I think you can see, even if the stats weren't showing that at the time, we are able to hold teams out for, for long periods, and there's no reason we shouldn't be able to keep doing that. The problem is that we weren't doing that for the whole 80 minutes. Yeah, I noticed on the weekend that seemed to be the thing that, that they addressed was um, it was pretty good defence for the entire game. We only let one try in. Um, that's the sort of performance that I think is impressing everyone. Mm. Um, we know we know we can score points already. Everyone knows that. Justin's got a very good attacking style. But it's, it's just that last piece of the puzzle last year was missing was the defence. And like you said, guys like Kieran, when things go against you, or you have a bad game, bouncing back straight away or the next week, guys like that, that's what they help with. And I think that with the talent that we have, the young talent, you need guys like that just to show them the way. I think that's starting to happen, which is really good to see. And everyone in here probably would say the same thing. We're just not, we're not there yet, but we're definitely on the right track. And um, hopefully we see more matches like last week, not the one before. Yeah. I, I think like, I, I think there was a lot learnt um, out of like, as, as much as the Dolphins lost hurt for, for me, like especially, uh, and a lot of people I did speak to were all, you know, you, you get affected by it emotionally because you're so passionate about the club and whatnot. Mm. But I mean, the key lesson out of that was like, how do we prevent this from happening again? Yep. And I think that was the big sign from last week's game that really showed. Um, one thing sort of keeping on the defensive sort of aspect was uh, I did a video this week for those that you that did get the chance to sort of watch that was around about um, post contact meters and looking at the statistics around post contact meters. So it was a 33% increase um, or, or decrease, sorry, against the Dolphins towards Manly's post contact meters. So not our ones, these are the opposition statistics. So looking at their stats, noticing that there was a huge decrease in those numbers showing that we'll be able to stop the players advancing and and i did also notice particularly watching um and i hate saying their name the rabbitos <laughs> versus sort of you know their sort of defensive style because they are a brilliant defensive team and they actually stop players as they're sort of like they don't give them much and they actually push them back in a lot of instances mm-hmm. i saw a lot of similarities between what was happening on thursday i'm not saying it's exactly the same so that no one kind of come at me with fire um, but it, it, there was a lot of similarity between how we were able to stop that defensive line and actually push them push them back in some instances which showed on those stats um, quite specifically so yeah defense yeah, yeah. I agree with that Def- yeah. yeah I think the the thing you um, pointed out the week before too and uh, you know 
obviously the bench that we had the week before, unfortunately, that didn't work. It's fair to say, and I think that was quite obvious. You know, when you have one middle forward on the bench, and um, you know, that's a lesson learned. We've got two forwards on the bench last week. The difference it makes is immense because we were obviously dominating that game in the first half against the Dolphins. Um, the momentum shift only happened once our middle forwards got tired. They yeah. brought two fresh middle forwards on. Uh, we only had had one, and uh, he wasn't able to sort of stay on the field for as long as we wanted. So. You know, that's seemed to be from that point we just struggled to get momentum back last week having just simply having two middle forwards on the bench we're able to maintain the rage um you know and these are sort of things sometimes you learn more in, in losses than you do well you do you always learn more in losses than you do in wins unfortunately um so hopefully by making taking those learnings we're going to win more games anyway going forward because we know what sort of works for us yeah well one key sort of things i was bringing out as well i noticed that um isaac liu had a, like a really good game but mm, not only absolutely. did he do it so what happened is that when aaron clark had come on isaac liu moved into more of a prop role and took three hit-ups in the first set that he came back on um while aaron clark was playing the lock role he then yeah did three hit-ups and then from the line dropout took the actual first hit-up so acting as an extra prop in those scenarios actually gives us more go forward right so because yeah. he can play prop and then also too similar thing when Cleese Haas came on um, you saw Stimson actually tighten up in the center so it actually right. felt like at some stages we had three props on the field because we did right yeah, that's right so you're that, actually giving no, yourself more rotations yeah and it, it, it yeah. stopped so where you would see normally and it is a sort of common thing that we see on our games is that we we do get the we do get the jump on 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 our our games like we we start off quite strong second half we have you know there's a bit of a momentum shift right so they will generally come out so whether teams are planning to try and try and let us have that sort of first stage and then come out in that second half and try and counteract it on the momentum whether that's a, a play yeah. that they do right but noticing on that Manly one is that we actually caught that momentum shift and turned back around, which in essence, like that's been something that I've never seen before um, against sort of a, a side like Manly that a lot of people did say they were missing a, a few people, but they didn't play bad. They actually played pretty well, but we caught that yeah. and, and counteracted it, which was that's really right. Good to see. When they got that try uh, after half time, obviously, yeah, everyone's thinking, oh, here we go again. Uh, but that was, the, the, like you said, the momentum shift back our way. That's mm. what we didn't do the week before. But we probably equipped ourselves better to do that by having the sort of the big bodies coming off the bench, as you said, the rotations of Isaac and um, those sort of guys, um, Stimson with Cleese coming on, gave ourselves more rotations in the middle to keep hold of it because uh, yeah. we just we just weren't able to do that the week before. Um, but again, lesson learned. Like you, you need to, we, we know we need to have that sort of structure, and it's clear that the guys did it last week and worked really well. No, but, it did. Yeah, right, I think I think just you know the biggest thing for as a club um, defensively, uh, we probably haven't had that that sort of as a real strength of our, our style of play. Um, certainly not since the early years of the club, and that's that's the last piece, one of the last pieces of the puzzle, I believe. Again, I'm just talking as a footy fan. This isn't Titans. Yeah, yeah I was going <laughs> to ask know, you: just... is this as a club or is this as a fan? No, yeah. no, it's a, all, all this is just as a fan. Yeah. Um, and I've said that for years that you know, yes, we need to score points, but until we start becoming a defensive team, you know, it's always going to be an uphill battle. But the guys prioritise that in the off season, and um, you can see on the weekend that's the sort of performance that they, they want to try to replicate, you know, that really making it difficult for the opposition to, to get points on us because we know we'll score points. Yeah. Um, I don't doubt that anymore. Like years ago, that might not have been the case, but the talent we've got in the team now, we're going to score points at some point. So if we keep the other team out, we're every chance of winning. Man, I don't reckon anyone's going to do a nudie run this year because everyone will score no. yeah. Like, honestly, because there's tries coming from everywhere. That's the beautiful thing is that, and, and I've spoken to a lot of fans out there around about this is like our attack you know is is up there with one of the best it's I really think. like just like we could just open a lineup and you know just put people through a hole like very easily you know and then you've yeah. got the likes of sort of Jade Campbell you know obviously understandably AJ, AJ's out but like you know JC can just basically thread a needle you know now that he's going to sort of come in as number one as well so you know you've got a little bit of a different flair there as well coming through the center towards the end of the game so yeah there's just so much potency and you can watch how you watch how our game 
changes throughout the 80 minutes, like the way that we attack. So that's that's one thing that the in terms of that of evolution of our attack, right? So what we obviously used to have, we used to have some strike weapons coming down the left-hand side, Jamal Idris, we had Dave Taylor's, you know, these sort of X factors that would come in and, you know, would try and sort of like, you know, like take these... Anthony Don, for example, you know, he could yep. leap quite high and would kick to him. And, you know, you sort of were expecting, you could sort of read those attacks. But yeah, looking right. at how our attack is evolving, not only as a team, but you watch through the 80 minutes, looking at that game against Manly, you see how they uh, went down that left side continuously. Even one set, they did everything to like, foreign just went, we're going down this side. Obviously, yeah. he knew. Uh, oh, this is this name's going to stump me. Olakawatu. 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 Yeah, because yep. big, big guy, right? Massive attacking weapon for Manly. He, like, this is the cleverness uh, of Foran to go through early and tie him out, but also to yep. bring Dave Fafita into the fold, who obviously had like a stellar, absolutely stellar match. Bringing him in and that one-on-one between Olakawatu and Dave Fafita, having Dave get over the top of him because he tied that guy out early, right? And exactly. Yep. That, so that whole sort of left side. So they focused on that left side and obviously we started seeing some tries being scored there. But then watching it swing back to the right towards the end of the game, pretty the bomb up twice for Sami. Mm. You know, yep. coming good. So, so you, and then also scoring through um, through the middle as well has been. You saw that in the Dolphins. Like we, you know, our four, like what three or three of our forwards score tries. So that's right. Yep. Yeah. So it's it's um. There's a saying that I think um, I don't know if it's Gus Gould, not that I like to, to always quote. No, Gus, no, but... no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think it's him that came up with it. It might have been Andrew Johns, one of one of them. But if you if you're getting success in a certain part of the field, keep going back to it. Like sometimes yep. teams think they go. Oh, we've scored over there. We've got to try and score over here now. Well, no, just go back to where it's working. And as you say, that bunches the defence, and there's opportunities elsewhere that open up. So, yeah, yeah no, we, we exposed um, a bit of a fragility in their team. Um, I think other teams have been trying to do that to us in, when we're defending and trying to hit us on that. Left, I think it was our right hand side last it year. Is, yeah, well, that's why we've had to work hard year. on that. Yeah, yeah, similar to the start of this year, you know, and, you know, you feel for a guy like Shoppy, right? You know, just having so much traffic coming down that side. Um, and unfortunately, there's been quite a lot of success for our opponents um, coming down that side because that is the, obviously the natural ball progression mm-hmm. and then your attacking side. But then he's done a good say, job, though, hasn't he? He's done a oh, pretty good job mate, when he's uh, yeah, um, played yeah. defensively. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's, he's, he's very, very good defensively. So, but I mean, you've, you've got, we've got a really good depth of backs at the moment I mean you know Jojo Fafita coming in um, yeah did get found out a little bit with the Dolphins on his first game back but then stood up remarkably against you know against Manly but then where you look the key thing there which I believe has been you know a really really clever manoeuvre which has been sort of been waiting in the wings for a while with Cleese Haas coming in and moving Stimson into that prop role just yep. adds an extra little bit on that right side. And then you obviously saw when Cleese come in as well, we, we were gaining metres down that right side. So not only were we acting defensively quite well, but we're also attacking. So that's that right. extra energy, yep. um, I think, has been a very, very good move. Just you know, And that's just a, a very good sort of interchange decision um, by Justin yeah, Brook. Yeah, I definitely um, agree with that. I'm, I'm a big fan of um, Jojo. I think he's going to be, you know, if we can keep him here for a long, long term, he's going to be a real star for us going forward. He already is, to be honest. Yeah. But I, I think long term, his, his position is centre. I think everyone knows that. It's just um, we weren't sure whether it was going to be this season or in the future. But I felt for him in that first game against the Dolphins because I felt he got a little bit exposed by that lack of momentum that we had in the second half. Like, Stimson did such a good job in the first half defensively but because we had no not well not many forwards on the bench he was pretty much had to stay out there the whole 80 yeah uh, and eventually he got a bit tired they got momentum and, and um you know jojo and, and sammy were on the end of it but that's that's a byproduct in my view of you know we've lost momentum we've got tired players on that edge uh, and they're on the end of it made to look not so good but i think what we saw on the weekend was a bit more of where they're really at. I think he's he's got a real future there on the right hand side. Yeah, uh, he can play he can play left as well. Apparently, I saw him play left a lot of times when he was at in rugby uh, at the Southport School in the clips I saw. So 
either side of the field, he, he's a real weapon he in defence and attack. He debuted on the yeah, left. He did. Yeah, yeah, I think he did. Yep. Yeah, and he's yeah. um, he played that trial last year uh, when they were, him and Spry were carving up Brisbane on the left as well, oh, on our left. Yeah. yeah. And Tony Staggs and I think it was Farnworth there, and they, they just destroyed him that night. So, <laughs> yeah, it shows that there's a lot of, as you said, there's a lot of depth there now, which um, honestly, I've been here 10 years now, and there were times when that just wasn't the case, and you just didn't oh, feel like yeah. there was an alternative. But yeah. now I think the players know that they've got to be on their toes and playing well because there's definite options in every position now. Well, that's it. And like the, there was an interesting discussion um, uh, uh, on the Matty John show on Sunday regarding Sam Walker being dropped. Um, I believe it was that. Yeah. No, it was actually, sorry. It was, I think it was last night on NRL 360. You know, uh, sorry. I'm just claiming, I'm just giving they all, Fox they all some into free one, ads, don't they? right? Yeah. It was yeah. about um, falling out of favor compared to going back to reserve grade and, yep. and honing in your craft. That's right. Paul Kent was quoting Matt Johns, right? So That's it right. was more like going back there, finding your feet again, and then coming back in. Like, you know, you've sort of, you've hit a bit of a, a patch of form or, or you've, you've hit a lull. Look, go back there, work on your game, and then you'll be back in the squad. So that ability now with our depth it just shows. I mean, we're talking now because of um, Kieran Foran, who's, you know, the toughest hombre this side of the sun. Um, you know, if he doesn't play, you've got someone like Kieran Kinney that could come in who is just like mm. absolutely electric. I mean, watching him That's on the right. trial match, I was like, who is this? You know, so that ability to sort of have that, uh, you know, and, and also too, the fans in the fan zone screaming out for someone like Alec or you know, uh, Kinney to sort of have a run, you know, all these sort of depth that we've got sort of running around. You, I mean, we've got Sam McIntyre still running around for Burley Bears. So, yeah, this is a good thing. We've got good yeah. players that can't yeah. make the team at the moment. Um, I know. But yeah. that's, that's, as you say, a sign of a good club. Oh, it's starting to become a real strong um, depth club, which we weren't, honestly. Um, oh, totally. Let's say, you know, six years, five, six years ago, we just we weren't. We didn't have the depth, but now it's, it's a good problem to have. You want to have those headaches and, you know, Every time, uh, if we lose a match, there's always a, a you know. The, I understand everyone wants to change the whole lineup around, but you, you, sometimes in, in sport, you need to give a, a chance to bounce back. We saw last week what happened when a few guys had a chance to redeem themselves. So if, if there's a run of losses, obviously then you got to look at it. But um, I was I was glad that there was a bit of a reshuffle, but it wasn't like throwing out the, the baby with the bathwater. It was a, a restructured team with similar players or the same players almost with a couple of exceptions. Yeah. Um, but if that, you know, obviously we're in a position where if you don't perform for a few weeks in a row, you're going to be under threat. So that's a real good thing. And as you say, we've got good players the next level below killing it. Kinney and Alec and all these guys. So when they're given a chance, we know they're going to be good to go. I mean, the perfect example is you've got someone like Jade Campbell and, and AJ. I mean, two you know fullbacks essentially like that could play origin yeah right you know aj right. has played origin right but jc is something else i mean you see yeah. him, you see him come on and you just you i swear he's broken about seven ankles when he runs past people because <laughs> he just he's so elusive and for a little guy you expect him to be absolutely put on his back but he does he just somehow he has just imp- i think he just he's got that last minute step out of the way yeah he does and, yeah, he's and, got the uh, ability. Yeah, and he's he's putting a lot a little bit of side, like you know his his pigeon chest has sort of gained a few packs over the sort of over the break, which means you know he is putting a little bit of um, muscle on. Which when if he does, if he does, I'm not saying that he will, but I mean if he does sort of fill out a little bit more, having that maneuverability and having that skill set with a bit of size as well, I mean he could be one of the best in the in the league. Uh, yeah, that's it. And I having think, um, the, and having him on the bench, I mean, that's just yeah. mind blowing, right? So, shows you just the depth that we've got at the club. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, you know, it sort of um, it means you can bring on a weapon like that when the defence is tired. If things go to plan, and if things don't go to plan, you've got him there to bring on. As you know, things didn't go to plan, we lost AJ. He was able to step in and do a great job. So, you yeah. know, either way, you sort of got a good option there. I think 
um, with what Justin's doing with him is, is sort of, um, and again, I don't know any secrets here. This is my read on it. He's, um, he's basically sort of getting him to work on a few areas of his game and become an all-round player. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, probably his positional play was probably one thing that he, I think he, I've heard him say that he had to work on. And he's been getting in better positions defensively as well to mm-hmm. sort of clean up. I mean, you saw what AJ did when there was a break on the left. He just smashed that winger. Um, yeah. <laughs> so it was looking like they were going to score and all of a sudden. Yeah. So that was that's the sort of play brilliant. that AJ's, yeah, he yeah. does that because he's got the experience and that, that's the sort of experience JC will get. Yeah. Know, sort of taking his time to develop. And um, I think he's going to be a real, real good player once the finished product's there. Oh, but you also saw AJ slide across the screen you know, when you know, there was like a 404 error or something like yeah. that. So, I mean, AJ's positional play might be a bit out. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, he was, he was there. He was there. Yeah, he was there. He was on screen. That's yeah, just the... straight past. Yeah. Um, case. Yeah, but I mean, you're looking at the versatility now um, of the spine. Um, we'll quickly talk about this and just jump onto the game ahead. Um, yep. Well, you're looking at, right. So, like, AJ, like, I. You know, I was calling it uh, about a year ago, right, about how AJ should be in six. I was actually saying a couple of years ago that he would make a great number six, and we did prove him into six, but obviously that inexperience sort of hasn't worked. So I believe as a natural progression, you could go these ways, right? You've got Nudja who can fill in at a nine, who can also fill in at, um, at number six, but has become a really good number seven, right? Yeah. But just shows you sort of his ability to be able to fill in those gaps but you definitely his position at seven is his however you've got someone like jc like his dad was a seven so looking at like movie like and he naturally you see jc naturally go to that right side on attack as well it must be he's like just a natural left foot step or whatnot but seeing him sort of move to that side you could even blood him in the future as a seven then you've got aj so you've got aj one JC is one, and then you've got AJ. Yep. AJ is six, and 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 JC is a seven as well. I mean, it just you could mix those up, right? In yeah, a whole bunch of different orders. Yeah, that's it. There's no set way um, to do this. Like, there's a number of different ways it could go in the future, and that's why it's so exciting with these these talented players. Like, his dad won a Dalian medal playing five eight, and he won a yeah. premiership playing five eight as well. Yeah, um, at different clubs. So he's got a background in the, in the halves. When he came to the Titans, he played fullback mostly. That person did. I think Jaden's got that similarity. He can play, you know, six. He can play one. He's probably, um, as you said before, he's putting on a bit of a bit of bulk, and maybe yeah. in the future that'll put him in, you know, good stead to play six if that's where we need him. You know, because we have got Grimson, we've got Kinney coming through. There's all different options. You know, Grimson could play almost anywhere in the back line, to be honest. So he could play center. Yeah. Didn't he play center? He, he could. played center for Origin, I think. He or, did. Didn't he? Yeah. yeah. He came off the bench. Um, we had an injury, and that one it was actually at Seabus a couple of years ago, and he um, he marked up on Tommy Trevojevic, and he actually did a really good job on him playing yeah. uh, left center. So you know, he could play anywhere in the back line. It's just a matter of in future who knows how this team's going to develop. Mm. Um, but the one thing I always come back to is that it's not just about the attack and how that flows. That's one part of it, but it also has to work without the ball. Yeah, um, totally. So it's easy to get sort of, oh, imagine we have these talented players in all these positions. Yeah, but they're not always going to have the ball. So yeah. <laughs> what happens when you don't have the ball? But I yeah. think that that's, that's the way the club thinks now is, you know, we've got guys who know how to win uh, who, who are sort of shaping that and making sure that, yep, we're, we're going to be dangerous with the ball, but we're also going to stop the other team more often from scoring. Defence wins premierships. That was the quote does, from, from um, Wayne Bennett. It's been his quote for yep. many years, and he's he's the must. It does. Master. I think there's only been, yeah, yeah <laughs> in the last tw- 20 years, I could be getting this wrong, but there's been one team that wasn't in the top, you know, two or three defensive teams that won the premiership, and that was that Tigers team. Oh, yeah. Way back in 2005. Benji Marshall. That, Benji Marshall. Yeah, that's pass. I mean, they, that's because they had that crazy style of just that's things right. could come from anywhere. And they like, you know, you, you'd watch. I mean, that's when he really burst on the scene. I remember seeing him for the first time and going, have you seen that Benji Marshall guy? Yeah. You know, he just yep. absolutely just spin, twirl, flick go and like his step and that pop that he used to do Mate, he just, just pop his feet out and you didn't know which way it was going to go um yeah you see a lot of players still today still do that right that before they go oh, to yeah. the line they'll do that little pop 
And like that's just you know Benji Marshall's influence. I mean, I think he was. Uh, I think they were going to run. He was keep it numbers, numbers. As well. Yeah, yeah. Yep. He was get, so he was going to. Um, it looked like he was going to have a run on the weekend, but. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but you're right, mate. Some of these kids that like I used to play touch football, not, not so much now too well, but um, yeah, they, when they do that jump step, and you just mm. literally do not know which way they're going to go. It's hard enough yeah. to touch them, let alone to tackle them. So, yeah, look in, a, in attack, I've got no concerns. In the future, in attack, we're going to be a dangerous team if yeah. we get a defensive. Side right, we could really start contending well, for premierships all, as over, well. all over the park, all over the park. Yep. And, then, and one last thing on this, and then we'll sorry, we'll get on to yep. you. Is, is yeah, you can see that in David Fafita at the moment. You know, yep. he's not focusing. So, and he even said this himself. He's not really focusing on those thirty meter out barnstorming tries. He knows he's got that in him. It's more now, like you know, him working as an all round footballer and and defence and those big strong hit ups when he has to. Like he's not, he's not. You know, yeah. waiting for the for that moment to score and just sort of hanging around. He's getting in there and getting his hands dirty, which 100%. is helping yeah. helping the team out so much. And then, like, and then he like he got a try on the weekend, right? So yeah, that's right. Yeah, he's, uh, he's becoming a complete yeah. player, isn't he? Like, oh, uh, yeah, I, I was a big defender of of Dave. Like, <laughs> it, was, it used to make me laugh. And in 2021, when he first came here, and he was setting records, he was breaking records. Yeah. And there were still people sort of saying, "Oh, he's not doing you know, I know. enough." And I was like. Well, I don't know what the guy's got to do, but in fairness, he has worked on his weaknesses and he's actually focusing on those things you just pointed out, becoming a real well-rounded player so that, you know, yes, he can score a heap of tries, but if he's doing these other things right, no matter what happens, he's doing a good job for the team. He's totally. just a weapon though, isn't he? Totally. I, I, I love him. And, um, I, you know, I had the pleasure of meeting him um, at the start of the year um, and, yeah, just a really great guy to talk to really good family guy as well yep. and it looks like you know and, and the interesting thing as well is that he's you know he's not playing for a contract because he's signed yep he's playing yeah, he, he's playing better now that he's sorted his future out and then, you know his right. name's out of the media because remember there was all that thing it was like oh they're paying him too much money and, and blah 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 I mean that's all been you know it's all behind him now so he just could focus on his football which is great right. and and his partner now is um playing for the nrlw we signed. that's right yeah. yep she's going to be playing for us as well and and um i think she's going to be a really good player for us too but mate i totally agree watching games now i'm so glad not to have to hear the commentators just every oh. time go back to the oh the million dollar man like it's like they couldn't say him his name without going back to the pay packet mate, it's so much better now watching it don't talk to me about commentators <laughs> mate it's just oh like on the week block a roach oh. mate block a roach did you see the guy on the, on the weekend with the the, the the warriors and he had the sign yeah blocker <laughs> <laughs> I saw the other warriors guy saying Bradley get in the bin yeah like, oh. yeah 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 <laughs> hey mate he's on a one to one record so there you go they're pretty, they're pretty good those warriors fans I reckon some of our members and fans should um yeah, see what they can come up with, some little clever Mate, ones. The Waz. Yeah. Uh, did you hear him? They call him, the, the, uh, there's a guy on TikTok, and he calls him the Waz. I, <laughs> I love that, mate. I love that. Yeah, the Warriors have got great fans, considering like what they've been through oh, yeah. over yep. the past few years during COVID and whatnot. They've got some great fans. Old mate, that looks like um, uh, Woods. The Joker? Uh, Aaron Woods. No, no, yeah, you got the Joker guy. Yep. But there's the other guy that looks like oh, Aaron Woods that does the, the shoey, shoey, and the shoey they guy. banned him. They yep. banned him from the games, and then there was a massive outcry, and they brought him back. So yeah, <laughs> bring on the shoeys. Like unless they told him not to do shoeys anymore, which is just a disgrace, right? So well, he's still doing it. So uh, yeah, yeah good. I don't know. Not sure good. how it works in New Zealand, but no, mate, it's like our local derby. To be honest, um, there's so many expat New Zealanders. Which every time we play the Warriors here. It's a oh, massive, it's massive game, games. so it's always good, to, and always good fan, good fun. You know, they they always used to get the wood over us as well. They um, did. I, yeah, yep. like there was just one of our bogey teams. Um, I think it was because of how we defended, mate. Like we, our defence wasn't up to standard, and they used to love playing against teams like that. But since we've yeah. tightened it up, I don't think they enjoy playing us so much now. Yeah, good. I mean, just when I used to see Sean Johnson. Uh, come on in that um, away jersey uh, at Seabus Stadium. I would just, you know, I'd, I'd cover my eyes because he was. <laughs> it's like he just loved coming here. Like he must have family over here or something like that because no. you know you've got, a, yeah. got, got a good feed and come on on the, on the Sunday or Saturday games and just tear us up. So yeah, no, exactly, mm. exactly right, mate. Um, 
conscious of time, I know you've got to get uh, yep. back, to, back to work. But, I mean, look, just a quick sort of touching on um, Magic Round this weekend. Um, understandably, AJ's ruled out, um, but we obviously have JC coming into the fold. Going up against the Eels, um, you know, they are below us on the ladder at the moment, but that's no... Uh, testament to like they were they were grand finalists last year so in your opinion mate like they've got Ryan Madison back um, Bradley Simonson um, so a few names back against them but we are only traveling an hour up the road technically it's a home game for us Um, so mate just just some of your opinion how do you see this game unfolding as as a fan not as a club yeah as a fan as a fan fan. (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's an interesting one they used to be a team that we actually had one of their best records was against Parramatta Mm. Uh, even though they weren't um, they weren't always too bad early in their history we we, I remember our record was actually really good against them the last few years it hasn't been though we haven't played so well against them Um, so they're a team that we we sort of it's going to be a good test Um, Mm. if we we do exactly what we did against Manly I'm pretty confident you know that we get the win but it's going to be you know Mitchell Moses uh, again as a player that, that the last few times that he's played has had a bit of joy. Yeah. Um, hopefully he's coming against a team that's a lot better um, structured now. You know when he's got the ball, so he won't be able to do as much damage. If we sort of nullify those that spine or the halves in particular, uh, pretty confident. But it's, it's that's what it's going to come down to for us. If we can keep momentum through the forwards and, and keep keep the defence tight, confident we'll win. I think they'll be pretty keen to to go back up to Suncorp after what happened a couple of weeks ago and prove a point. Um, so I yeah. expect to hopefully Kieran can play as well. I think that's um, yeah, that's going to be a key if we can have him there. Um, I'm sure it's another one of his former clubs, so I'm sure he'll want to win against them. And you can tell that against Manly, he was fired up to go. So hopefully we see the same Kieran if he's playing on the weekend as well. Totally. And if it's just a toe, I mean, like if there's anyone that is like you know that that would go out there you know on one leg kieran would be able to do it he goes i was talking to um i was talking to someone the other day about with kieran there's no other half that goes deeper into the line than he does right which is why he always gets whacked right and he's been doing it for 14 years so i mean you know he said he's had some injuries along the way but i mean it just shows you like you know he still gets up and he still gets going he played that whole game with with a you know i don't know busted tail whatever but i mean i think you've got the likes of dylan brown mitchell moses who do play a fast game um so but we are able to counter that i think it's a lot of to do with defense again yep. and if we could focus on that and match them with that energy and that similar thing like if we can if we can utilize our bench the way that we need to again um this this game and and have those sort of like almost like that extra man coming on yeah i think you know i think we're going to have a lot going for us because they are missing regal campbell gillard who was a big like big energy prop for them like mm. they still have junior Paul, That's who's, who's understandably massive in physical stature <laughs> and also too for his performances so um yeah a strong sort yep. of thing there yeah i think um yeah just for you to expand on what you're saying about the bench there I think I heard you say just recently um, you like the idea of the 90 minute hooker yes. um, I'm, I'm not entirely 80, 80, um, 90 minutes sorry, 90 sorry, minute, 80 minutes it's golden point the 80 minute minute hooker um, I'm not entirely against the concept but I, I, again I think there's different ways you can win games I think for us yeah, that, that's that's one way we might be able to win games I, I don't hate the idea though uh, you've got Chris Randall who's a really hard working defender in the middle who can absorb all, all that sort of work um, and then you bring on someone who's going to really tie the well, sorry run havoc with a tired defence like your, your Cruz Leeming mm. uh, I think that's that's where his quickness and that he's actually looking like he's possibly going to be on the bench and that I think is not a bad he's been thing na- he's been named at 14 yeah yeah so, yeah and it's yeah. yeah I think like Chris Randall can move into into lock temporarily keep defending you bring you're not actually burning your rotation that way take yeah. the point you don't want to you don't want to burn it on a dummy half but there's ways to do it uh where you can bring a dummy half on and still effectively you know cover another position defensively for a while give someone else a rest and then someone else comes back on maybe like another middle forward to play lock again yeah um i think that's another way you can do it and i think against Parramatta, if we can just you know sort of stay right in the fight um tied defenders you bring on Cruz Leeming someone like that and all of a sudden you get a bit of joy through the middle 
Yeah. No, I think yeah. So like just just to just to expand on that just slightly about the extra dummy half was the notion of that we we have for a long time. This is going back to Neil Henry days, and and you know you've got Matt Schrama and Nathan Friend and all that. You know Nathan Friend was like probably the last one that we did have like an, an eighty minute performer in that thing because he used his forwards like you know and he was fit. I mean the guy was a fitness freak, right? But learning from that I think we just we always felt the need that we needed to do that but I think Chris Randall does have the ability to go 80 minutes because he is more of a sort of uh, pass the ball bring the forwards into the and, and defend yep. and, and sort of tightens that ruck up a little bit more but not to sort of discredit like your, what you just said as well if you get someone like Cruz leaning on who can dart out of dummy half and can do those explosive things I think it's more of a horses for courses yeah, that's thing. Yeah, and, 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 and yeah, yep. and and now you've got a bench who we do have someone like Cleese Haas and Joe Werner. Joe Werner doing thirty minutes last week as well, which was pretty yeah. solid. Um, you know, and Aaron Clark, they they do work as three forwards on the bench essentially because you know you've got Aaron Clark who punches way above his weight, right, and way yep. above his height size. Like you know, he's. He's, he's, you know, he's, he's a short guy, but, I mean, he could take on anyone's seven foot. Yeah. And, and you know, and, and it's got that speed and lock. So I think Cruz Leeming as well, the, with, with him on the bench, gives us some versatility in the halves as well. So we can actually sort of move things around if we have to. So there's a, there's a bit of a different mm. thing there, but that whole thing of having a... Uh, a number nine on the bench for 10 minutes I just thought was just a complete waste yeah. of an interchange yeah I agree, I agree with that I, I think um, when you've got JC on the bench um, he's such a weapon that you and plus he can cover backline positions too yeah. I understand maybe you can't carry both him and Leeming on the same team but no JC's no. going to start um, mm. you've got that weapon coming up coming off the bench I think a lot of there's a saying another saying in, in, in sport in general what you want the opposition to do um, or sometimes sorry what the opposition doesn't want you to do is exactly what you should do. Yeah. And I think yeah, if, if you've yeah. got, you know, big, big Parramatta players, you know, might be getting tired, um, you know, towards the end of the game. I think they'd prefer is not to bring on someone like Cruz Leeming in, you know, in dummy half. You can just cut them to shreds through the middle. Um, or if it was JC, but that X factor off the bench, I like that next to you know, Clark's utility, two middle forwards. I, I like the way it's balanced. So you watch, maybe I'll be completely wrong and we won't perform, but I, I think that, I think that we're giving ourselves every chance with the team we've picked. Well, given given the sense of Cruz leaving on the bench, you, you've got to you've got to see that our goal is for this game is to, to hit them straight through the middle, right? Yep. Is is to just go straight through the middle of them. I mean, you're looking at there; they've moved Bryce Bryce Cartwright to 14 um, at mm. interchange now, so they do have some size on the bench. Um, yep. So looking at that, and you know, they've got uh, I've never seen this guy before, but Brendan Hands. That's uh, mm. that's my old touch football name, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but good. yeah, they they do have they do have a big bench, so it looks like we will need to sort of really focus on that middle. Um, which, where in this case, you've got someone like Cruz Leeming that can come on, hopefully within like you know what the minute fifty mark or something like that, where those middle forwards are starting to tire out a little yep. bit. Um, exactly. And then try and just hit them through that centre um, and try and just win that key moment, which is that minute 50 to minutes to, to that 10 minutes, minute 50 to minute 60. Yep. If we can win that 10 minutes, I reckon the game's ours um, solidly. That's it, mate. Yeah. It's, it's up to us, you know, the other players um, in the middle and everywhere else starting the game to give ourselves the chance, the platform to win. Yep. That's when you can bring guys like Cruz and, and Adon, all the other danger players we've got like JC, they'll win you the game. Mm. But it's up to... It's up to the team to actually sort of get ourselves in a position to to win yep. and not lose momentum. Or if we do, you know, you're going to lose momentum at times. Oh yeah, you've got to wrestle it back. Yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. that's what we we haven't done last year at times. And yeah, but I think we're giving ourselves every chance with the attitude we displayed last week and the team we've picked. Yep. All right, Matt, I've got to wrap this up because I know you've got shit to do. Sorry, excuse yeah. my French. Um, <laughs> so uh, just give us a bold prediction uh, for the weekend, if you can. Oh, geez, I've, I've heard you say this before and I, and I actually didn't even come prepared for one. I really should have yeah, known better. Oh, mate, just um, off the top of your head. Well, yeah. <laughs> what do you got? What do you got? Oh, mate, I'll go with Dave to score, to score another one. Um, yeah, nice. But I'll, I'll probably say, um, I'll say we'll, we'll win because we keep him to less than 20. I think that's a magic number. 
in defence, if we keep a team to less than 20, we almost always win. Mm. Um, and so I'll say we'll keep them to less than 20 and win the game. Yeah, nice. My, my bold prediction um, for the weekend, um, yeah, is actually less than 30 points um, this Overall. weekend. Yeah, I think yep. it's going to be a rough track. I think it's going to be um, late at night. There's like, you know, the turf's yep. going to be absolutely butchered. A bit dewy. Um, yeah, yeah. So it could be like a... A bit of a tough battle, um, but I think, you know, what what we're prepared to do, I think we're going to roll our sleeves up and win, but I think it'll be a tight one. Um, yep. But, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm tipping JC for a double. Yeah, nice. Mm, take mm. that. And then, yeah, and then you... if, look, if we win, like, that's our first back-to-back wins in a while, but also, too, we've got the really strong potential to go up against. I think we've got Newcastle and we've got Canterbury coming up after this. Yeah, so I think we have a potential Canter- to string four in a row. Yeah. That's right. It is Newcastle first, isn't it? Then Canterbury. Yeah. Um, followed by the buy into two home games. So, yeah, there's a chance here, but, you know, one one week at a time, the old boring saying, but we've got to win two in a row. Oh, you've got to have hope. You've got to have hope, Adam. you got to have yeah, hope. We've got, to, we've got to string some wins together here, mate. That's yeah, what we've got to yeah, do. yeah. All right, mate. Um, look, thank you so much for jumping on the cast, mate. Um, love it. If you need anything to do uh, with memberships or would like to sign up, remember you can get a membership for around about $30 um, for the year. So get in there, give them a call, uh, jump online, fill out the form, um, and then someone from memberships will uh, be in touch, most likely Adam. And um, yeah. yeah, you can tell him about his brilliant performance on the podcast and have you heard him tell me how i was wrong yeah yeah (laughs) but also too you can catch them at the members bar so members do go to the members bar at half time um they just so you're aware i noticed that you've moved the speakers very very clear now so brilliant move yeah so see positional positional shifts adam create a whole lot of difference yeah so that's right you don't don't have to go dropping everyone you just got to move move around get the right structure exactly especially (laughs) with a a guy the height of nelly whose towers over everyone as well i mean so exactly yeah so but i mean uh yeah if you can if you aren't a uh member yet jump online fill it in it's 30 bucks guys uh yeah cheaper than a pack of durries so get on there um give us a call even yeah five six five six five six five six very simple best number ever there you go best number ever you heard that right here (laughs) easiest to remember (laughs) thanks adam appreciate it thanks cheers mate cheers mate bye see you